0: Wait for it, wait for it, and we're live! Hey all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans, it's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades Podcast. Just a couple of nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies, a place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. We are the podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction. So without further ado, I have to say, somebody asked me in one of the emails to me directly, not to the show, about the podcast, and they wanted to know if the voice I use on the introduction was somehow in my past life, I was ever a tour guide. And I will have to say to you who asked, <laughs> yes, I was actually a docent <laughs> for the Historical Society and I did give tours at Valley Forge National Historic Park. And so we're walking, we're walking, we're stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I did tours, yes. And that is probably the voice I used then too. But, you yeah,
1: know, my past voice was uh, announcing stuff after you get off a roller coaster. Like a yeah. horn remain oh. seated please. Yo somebody says centavos, por favor.
0: <laughs> so yes, I did I did the official voice. People who said I should do audiobooks with that, yeah, I couldn't sustain that for like a 10-hour book. I can't even sustain that for like 2 minutes of introduction. So no, that's not happening.
1: I would pay double the book price if you did a romance novel in that voice with some saucy stuff. Ooh. <laughs>
0: I mean, I can't imagine the man hours I would have to take to do that, but I'm game to try. So you know what? If someone's got a fanfic they want to donate, I will read it in that voice, and you can donate all of your money to a charity of Nick's choice. We'll make it happen. That's Stanley,
2: good. That could be fun.
0: That could be you the. Know, I will
2: remember
3: That's that. Madame Stabby does have a customer service voice.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, well, let's hear it. <laughs>
3: Oh, come on, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Thank you so much for calling Home Depot. How can I direct your call?
0: You're like Maggie from Prep and Landing. Okay, bye.
3: Absolutely, I'll transfer you to my manager right now.
1: Absolutely, you have a wonderful day. That's how you talk to me when you ask me for stuff. Well, now you know. (laughs) That's the same voice when you ask me to do stuff, like favors.
2: She's manipulating you. Oh, my God.
0: No, you know, So, uh, Jana, do, you, do you have your customer service voice?
2: Oh, gosh, no. What, what you see is what you get. This is what I sound like all the time. I am not the voice person in my family. <laughs> that is my husband, which is why he is the one that reads the story at night when we, we get together as a family, because my daughter has said, no, dad, dad is so much better at this. You, <laughs> you're, You are boring. Dad gets to read the books.
1: Okay. You're I, like hurtful, do, I, but fair.
0: I used to do, I used it's, it's to read true. to the kids and sing to them at night when they were little. I think they were like two and four. And I heard, I remember distinctly one night I was walking up and I guess I was softer than normal up those steps. And I heard my oldest tell my youngest, if you pretend to go to sleep, he stops singing sooner. <laughs> I'm,
2: like, oh. That's I mean, I'm allowed to sing. The singing I can do, but not the, I'm not allowed to tell the stories because daddy is superior and, and I'm okay with it
0: so we know terry has the uh, customer service voice because she also has the narrator voice so and we've heard that on previous episodes <laughs> no. well, yes. I don't understand well that's my author
4: voice. voice that's not my work voice
0: oh okay let's hear the work voice
4: do different things uh you've reached this national park this is terry how can i help you okay
0: all right we'll take it we'll take it if you have funny voices you can join the shenanigans with us dear listener dear viewer we won't be able to hear you on account of but uh, you could do it anyway. And uh, I do believe you have a call-in feature over on Spotify with the uh, Anchor FM. I don't know that anyone's ever used it, so I'm not sure how we would incorporate
1: it. But, but it'd be we, awesome. have techie, we have techie friends. We could figure it out. But on the listeners of Blasters of Blades podcast, on the Facebook, they can record themselves doing a voice and post it for our entertainment. And we could probably play it on here.
0: Wait, wait, wait! You can post voice stuff on on. You can Facebook? Post video
1: of you doing voice stuff. Yeah, and you can probably post voice stuff too. Oh,
0: right. I I bet if you email the show with your MP3 file, we could we could do that too. Incorporate it in.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That seems so like a lovely got, segment.
0: Well, we could do that. We could make it. Like, we make we it
1: could do
3: a drawing, and let listeners join us on the. I podcast. mean, we've
0: we've already let listeners join us. Uh, see season we got four, here. Yeah, yeah season we, got four, we got we got super reader Robin North on, and he's not an author. He just he's married to one, but I met him at a bar, so he's cool with us. <laughs> but he's in he's in season four, and he's he's not a writer. We've had others that are just super fans, and we'll keep doing it if they want to join us and they've got strong opinions or weak opinions that they just want to shout loudly. We're okay with that too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Come on here and scream into the ether like everyone else does. <laughs> that is. A- <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, have, a cool time here. we have cookies
0: also. So, uh, since you know, you've know you been on here before, but we don't want to pretend like people might not remember with perfect memory, Terry, can you introduce yourself to our listeners?
4: Hi, of course. I am Terry K. Job, audiobook narrator of four titles so far, possibly some more coming soonish. And author who's being edited currently. Uh-oh.
2: Nice.
0: For my first uh, edit, I wrote a blog article about tears of blood or how I learned to bend over and take it like a man. <laughs> that was that was Thank the you. article I wrote about my first edit. Wow, fun. Whoa. If you well, I, so my my mom is updating the website, so I'm not even sure if it's still out there. But if it is, I will find it and link to it. Links. Link didn't happen, people. All right, all right, all right. So, Jenna S. Brown, sometimes cosplaying as Jenna Ray, sometimes cosplaying as Chuck Tingle, and sometimes cosplaying is a lot more that we can't talk about can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Can you get
1: us man. What
2: are you doing? Absolutely, yeah. You're going to be in trouble, man. I'm Dan S. Brown, also generate and various others. I have been working in publishing in one way or another for the last 30 years, meaning that I've done technical writing and written for newspapers and written for magazines and run magazines and been an editor and a senior editor and a, lots of other things. I have 17 books out, and I love what I do. I work with other authors, and it is the bestest job ever.
1: So your resume is as thick as a novel.
2: Pretty yeah. close. I if I start breaking it books. down, it's it's significant. I just got one of her books. You just got one of her
1: books? Yeah.
3: There,
2: there might be you. another one coming to you in the mail. That's I think you'll like it. Oh, I think that approve.
1: cover is delicious. Isn't it? I
2: like
0: uh, it. Uh, let's stuff. see. Do we have the cover where we can show it?
2: Is is that my sexy cowboy? Uh,
1: no. Uh, or which one is it? Female ODST, it looks like. Helmet and some cyborg stuff
3: the one you sent me yesterday oh oh
2: yeah that's that's the newest one that's that's my new uh lead magnet so yeah that oh, one's military good. sci-fi with a romance Ooh, because i can I, add romance to anything no that cover is awesome i'm,
3: sending
1: it your I'm, I'm upset your... that i've never seen this cover before actually
2: yeah like i said I, I created it two days ago so it is it is a brand new fresh off the presses kind of thing
0: I okay, well, you know, we do what we got to do, and uh, we're breaking all new ground here, and we will take the win.
1: Woo-hoo! Uh, it's the season finale. Anything goes. Yep, Absolutely. all kinds of things could happen. So, we That's
0: have not had you on for the holiday stuff that we've done, and since this will air right before New Year's, um, do you guys have any New Year's traditions or plans this year?
4: Probably make sauerkraut of some kind. Ooh. Possibly Sour with pork chops or hot dogs in it. I don't know.
1: That's a suskisite. What Nick said. Yeah. I do That's outstanding. <laughs> I'll do a little translator. I
3: do pork roast with sauerkraut mm. and a can, of, a can of beer in the crock pot.
1: Oh, nice. The time, the time we did it with Guinness was really good.
0: I have never been able to get behind sauerkraut. I just don't like the way it tastes. I know my yeah, German ancestors are rolling in the graves.
2: Yeah, 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 you're just, ooh.
1: Next, next thing you know, you're going like schnitzel.
0: My Scottish ancestors would be upset too because I tried haggis and it wasn't for me. Come on, that's a dish made, created by a dare.
2: Yeah. That's exactly that, that what was That was totally a on a dare yeah.
0: I did do snuff. The uh, The stuff, the tobacco you sniff through your nose, you perverts in the audience. It isn't what you're thinking um I did I did the the nose tobacco that was
1: an interesting experience I thought my head Got it. Be- okay so that's a there's a cultural thing going on between Europe and the United States what snuff is and so when I was in Germany I was with some German paratroopers we were doing a jump exchange and at the time I was dipping um Copenhagen snuff and he's like oh is that you know is that snuff and I'm like yeah he's like can I get one I'm like sure and I see him, and he takes like a little piece. I'm like, this doing the smallest pinch ever. Because he was going to put it up his nose. Oh, gross. And, it's, and instead of telling him, I'm like, let's see how this plays out. Of course you did. He snorted it like nose candy. And he's like. Oh, oh, oh that
3: can't
1: oh. be good. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. Thank God he had like a, a nasal. What's that thing you use? The nasal spray. My nasal spray. Yeah. So he 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 does a a full just irrigation of his nasal cavity. Just he's like, that is not that is not like we have here. there's not that like did at all. And I'm like, yeah, you're supposed to put it in your lip. He's like, you could have told me. And I'm like, no, I need to play, bro. He was mad. He was mad. Oh,
3: that's
1: just. Oh, that hurts sure. my nose thinking about it.
3: If uh, Teresa is still sending me uh, Mason jars, I will make sure to send you some pork and sauerkraut.
1: I,
0: we we will get on that uh, post haste. But this is the cover uh, with the uh, female ODST, as Nick has described her. Uh, She's cool looking. Happy. Winselos, sir. What is Winselos? Uh-huh.
2: Uh, it, it, it's so this was written for a holiday challenge, and so you needed to do military sci-fi with a romance and the holidays involved, and so Wenceslas is from uh, Good King Wenceslas, look down from the song, okay. and so it's a holiday on one of the core worlds that this whole thing connect, connects to, and she gets put in. So this story was funny because it started from a story that my husband had read about a military officer who had provided the booze and hooked up two of his, um, the the folks that he was commander over. And, oh, and it was all Moore. a big, yeah, it was all a big scandal kind of thing. And so I took that and rolled with it. And so her commanding officer calls her in and says, our, our, our famed Lieutenant who's supposed to be, you know, our, our hot shot is not behaving well. You're a pretty young girl. Here's a bottle of booze, go fix him." And she decides to go with pie instead and, then they get attacked and there's all sorts of shenanigans and things exploding and the two of them get separated and we have to find out if they ever get back together.
1: I had a pie today that was made with Snickers shavings. Ooh, Snickers pie is great. Okay. You still have a whole Um, pecan pie. I will get to that. Also
2: good. (laughs) Never too much pie, guys.
0: Good to know. and um, As part... Are you guys gonna have your moment, or, or can we can we go on? Whoa, no need to be a schnitzel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we got to tell them how we first found these guests. So as usual, no. three ravens, <laughs> and then Abby joined the fan club, started a cult. They have their own little special secret group now on Facebook where the ladies just talk about us. Uh, there's a handshake. So there's a handshake, but they won't tell me what it is. They won't tell Nick either. Oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you not Uh-oh. watching at home, you just missed it. Terry was going to show you the secret handshake, but you decided to listen instead.
4: It's oh, you don't, handshake. you don't know. I may have thrown some off things in there.
3: I'm so not going to reveal
0: the best. whole thing. Best. If you <laughs> showed that one, that means kill on sight. John Wick approves.
3: So, Jana, what are your New Year's um,
2: traditions? Uh, sleeping. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest. By the time we've finished all of the Christmas shenanigans, and we have a child that is still uh, she's on that verge of being old enough to stay up until midnight. But if she does, I will pay for it the next day because she will be hyper as I'll get out. So we generally kind of celebrate midnight at around 10 and go to bed. And especially this year we're finishing my niece is getting married the day before so it we're, we're just going to be eating leftover cake and hanging out and watching tv and then we will go to bed because we are boring for new year's christmas is the big thing new year's is the deep breath before school starts again
0: okay so uh what about everyone's favorite drink for the new year's i mean some people are boring and they do wine and champagne
1: uh, Some of us- Feel attacked. I feel attacked. Well, she feels attacked. Therefore, I feel attacked.
4: Some I of like, us. I was look, just going to say like guilty.
0: guilty. <laughs> Some of us like a good bourbon or whiskey, but uh, you know you could be fancy. So, what's your what's your New Year's drink, Chana?
2: I like so so we do a mix of apple cider and cranberry. And then you can go one of two directions. We either take it mold, and so you add your spices to it, and you can spice it up from there if you want to, Mm. or take it cold and add seven up and crushed ice to it. So that that way you can go either direction. But I love starting with the the cranberry and the apple, and that's all just kind of beautiful flavors, and then cinnamon and and good things, and and, and that'll keep us going for a long time. Hmm.
1: Nice. That sounds it actually.
2: Yeah, it's very light. Um, it goes nicely. Go, Terry.
1: Nice.
2: I say I'm pretty
4: boring. If it's wine, I usually drink Manchwitz because <laughs> I'm a wuss when it
1: comes to wine. <laughs> Some of that stuff's scary. I'll tell you.
4: Oh yeah, but I will. I will say Manchwitz is very tasty
3: and
0: cheap. Yeah, yeah cheap is good. Stabby. Uh, what about you? What's your your end of the year drink of choice?
3: Um, we always have a bottle of champagne. We have a um, we have a fully stocked bar, so really it's whatever we're filling. Uh, we recently learned how to make what they call the Grinch, and it's a mimosa with blue caraco in it, so it's green like the Grinch. Um, nice, but um, we we kind of find a new one every year. We have an app that you put everything that you have on your bar into it and it tells you the different drinks you can make so we'll find a new drink for like every holiday we find something else um last year it was a grenadine cranberry vodka something or other i can't remember what it's called but usually we always have a bottle of champagne in the house because i am a wine and champagne person
1: um and i to mix
3: it with almost anything <laughs> i'm currently doing a uh, watermelon cranberry juice with a little bit of vodka in it but i was just thinking when i was drinking i was like hmm what if i put champagne in there instead of vodka <laughs> so it, doing, it just depends <laughs> We're of- set on a drink
0: I've been doing lots of screwdrivers when I want um, a little bit of pep in my step. Um, I got oh, some. I got some Sky Vanilla Vodka. That's really good. Um, I bought it when I was in grad school and I uh, was in Philly, and I was told that they were shutting down this uh, Packy store. I think they called it, which was the like. like alcohol store because it was weird in that when i was there you had to go to a beer store for beer a wine store for wine and a booze store for booze i don't understand why you had to go to three different stores to okay. stock yourself but the guy was like oh we're uh we're closing down mr hanley um yeah this is our last day in business and he said if you come back right at closing i'm allowed to give you a discount on whatever we got left so i showed up with cash because the register Uh, I found out from the neighbor that worked for uh, Pennsylvania Department of Transportation that I probably bought stuff that was classified as falling off the back of the truck (laughs) because, you know, he probably did not register those sales with the company at the end of the day, but I don't know. So I had like a fully stocked, a whole bunch that I'm still working through even, you know, 10 years later or over 10 actually. And uh, I remember um I remember coming back when we were moving out of Philly to come back to Hampton, uh, they were giving of the tours. And so I was working at a coffee shop and I had hundreds of pounds of coffee and lots of bottles of booze. So it's just nothing but coffee and booze. And one of them was like, is this guy an alcoholic? I'm like, I, I have to be walking in and I'm like, no, I just ration stuff and got some really good prices. There
3: you you go. should see the way they look at us when we have to restock the bar. It's usually once a year, but we go to our liquor store around the corner and <laughs> we come up with like I have two bottles, he has two bottles, and we set them down and they're like, is that it? And we're like, no, we're not done. And we go
0: <laughs> Why don't <laughs> you just offer a card any civilized human being?
3: It's not that kind of liquor shop. It's not. It's like your corner store liquor store. It doesn't okay. have cards. You're there for juice, soda, or booze. That's it. Like so- they have a couple bags of chips, but that's
0: in That's Virginia, awesome. you have to buy your hard liquor at the ABC store, Alcohol Beverage Commission. So, And they yep. do have shopping carts because the state wants to facilitate our alcoholism.
3: Well, if we go to BevCo or wow. BevMo, uh, they have shopping carts. And that place is dangerous. We found a whiskey in an old school paint can. Nice. Like oh, wow. It
1: was a black bourbon.
3: Like, uh, it's Ooh. awesome. Well, so you should but, check um, out.
0: Sam's Club and Costco, big box stores like that, they will have sometimes really good prices for beverages.
3: That's why I buy my
0: vodka. (laughs) And pull it when I'm feeling froggy. I just want you to know how important Virginia takes our alcoholism. That was one of the um, too important to close businesses during the Rona.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to send you a video when we do our next Costco run. You're going to die because it's (laughs) three aisles. Three aisles of just big old bottles of food. But Terry, if you like wine, I'm a white wine girl. I'm not big on red wine. If there's red wine in my house, it's for beef stew or chili or anything <laughs> or but me. to drink.
0: Wait, 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 red wine and chili? Go on, tell me. Oh, more. Yeah.
3: Yes, I put Ooh. red wine in my chili and I put it in my beef stew and it mixes with the tomato sauce and the to- and the crushed tomatoes. Uh, it's so good, it makes it very rich. It's delicious. And
0: it cooks the alcohol out of it when because mm-hmm. I do it
3: all in the slow cooker. So Nick, I'm proposing... I you
0: can come hang with me. I'm proposing I'm, a I'm name right change for the podcast. It's going to be Blasters and Blaze and Booze because that somehow comes up in every episode. Uh, and <laughs> we got to figure out how to find a B word for food because we always talk about booze and food on this show. Bacon. <laughs> how did I not miss the obvious? I don't know.
3: <laughs> but Terry, if you yeah. want... To- bottle of wine and it's delicious I am typically a white wine person I found this Moscato yeah. because I thought the bottle was pretty I was like this that bottle was so pretty I need this bottle of wine it's called uh, Rosada Moscato di Asati and it is it is so flipping good it is a blue bottle the whole gl- the is oh. blue and it's the most beautiful bottle that I've ever i was like it's gorgeous but the wine is actually it's like not too sweet but not too dry it's really it's a really good wine and as for you jr sky vanilla if you like that um try the sky watermelon vodka oh
0: that's I, i will check that out i haven't had to buy liquor um since 2006 um because i stocked up so much I mean, hey, I had my combat pay, and I had spent it on nothing for a year.
1: That had to be quite the accident on the boost truck.
0: Yeah, I'm just seeing him explaining it to his boss. I'm like, I don't understand. A whole 12 boxes just disappeared.
3: Well, the Sky Watermelon, it tastes like a watermelon Jolly Rancher.
0: So that's the problem with the Sky Vodka is it's so smooth. The Sky Vanilla Vodka is so smooth you could be plastered before you realize you've drank that much. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I actually mix it with the or- orange juice because the one the vanilla and the orange juice for some reason they work and two like I'm portioning it out intentionally so there's no sneaking up on it so be sure to drink your Ovaltine so anyway anyone else have any cool New Year's plans that they're going to do? What's your drink?
1: Uh, it's the same thing I drink every night Pinky um... <laughs> death
3: She's
1: and despair death, yeah death and despair my hopes and dreams no I'm just kidding right. no it's usually a bourbon i'll start off with a bourbon um i do like around the it just starts getting cold enough here in san diego uh, we like a hot toddy it's pretty good a little cinnamon stick in there i do enjoy those um anything bourbon based um and then new year's day I, I like mimosas because I have my inner basic girl, so I got to have mimosas <laughs> for brunch, you know. Okay. You know, then I'll usually make like Eggs Benedict in the morning, so well, that all pairs well.
3: We just got brandy for our eggnog.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm going to make Brandy Alexander's, but that's mostly for Christmas, Christmas night. Okay. let do so,
3: champagne at midnight. On Christmas? On um,
1: New Year's Eve, so does, oh, we always do champagne. That's that's kind of a given.
3: Look at the camera, not well, each other. <laughs> she's,
1: in, she's in the room. It adds comic you're,
2: relief. You're still on a podcast, <laughs> guys.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I feel like we're all just watching the Garber Therapy Hour and are enjoying ourselves. Oh, I the best part is that. from my
2: angle, they're on
4: opposite sides, so they were actually looking away from each other. If I look at the screen,
1: yeah, the way the camera's placed, yeah, I'm like, looking over there, and she's when like, I
3: try to point at.
1: <laughs> there we go <laughs> oh you can arrange that that's cool as hell you just toggle on the little
0: screen and you. Can oh there's around. a cute
1: little mickey mouse yeah. hand oh, that is
0: delightful <laughs>
1: and nick's had admin power for like a uh, two months at this point and he's just now figuring this out and i got like 32 like pre-made banners just ready to go you don't have the one
3: that says
1: basic bitch problems well i haven't made it yet
3: and now he has 33.
1: Uh-huh.
0: All right. Um, so, uh, any special meals that you guys do on New Year's? Most of the time for us, it's just whatever leftovers are still left in the fridge from Christmas.
1: It's a New Year's... We do a charcuterie board. Ooh. What's we that? Got,
3: like a honey baked
1: ham. Um, it's l- adult Lunchables. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
3: okay.
1: Me- on, on a big and wooden tray. And yep, yep. mustards, assorted mustards. That's how you um, know you're and- an adult. But we do you
2: can add fruit table. and vegetables to it, and really be an adult. Um, no, it's meat or
1: issues. not
2: chocolate. Gams. Put some
4: chocolate in there. There you go. Ooh, that makes the like right. Sort of
0: chocolate I mean, too. Chocolate comes from a plant, mm-hmm. and plants are in salads. So not yeah, well, exactly. So Especially if you get like and the and
4: yeah, chocolate covered peanuts.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. I well, did. So, so, in Sam's Club membership brand. The Sam's Club members' mark brand has chocolate covered raisins that are delicious. I've been loving those. Chocolate covered blueberries.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not a fan of blueberries. I, I wish I could get behind the chocolate covered coffee beans because that's like caffeine and caffeine wrapped in caffeine, but I just can't get past Buy the, the coffee brand
3: coffee ones.
0: Have you tried them? Yes. I got some of their buttered toffee nuts that, that look really good.
3: It's like a chocolate. Over a chip that tastes
1: like coffee. I will have to do that that next. That's too meta for me, man. That's too meta.
0: (laughs) So, I've I've been. She's been learning me some cooking stuff. So, I just now learned that if you save the bacon grease, you could use it when you
2: cook. Oh gosh, yes.
0: Why didn't you tell me this for the first forty-something years? Wait a
3: minute. What? I have
0: been learning cooking stuff from you. You've been you've been teaching me stuff.
3: Yeah, but what did you just say about
0: the bacon grease? You could use it when you cook on other food and give it that How bacon goodness. Uh, nobody told me it wasn't in the user's manual.
3: I <laughs> brought a jar of bacon grease from Vegas when I married Nick.
0: I mean, that sounds yeah, like a hell of a job. don't save really that much. shit. I approve.
3: That jar is more grease on the outside than on the inside.
1: <laughs> that is not my fault. <laughs> I'm that's just so saying, tricky when you're trying to I pour it into the jar these
0: things. So, so because we've become the, the blasters and blades and bacon and booze show uh, if you've got any <laughs> recipes you want to give us you know you can post them in the comments you can email us all the things will be linked in the show notes or the link tree uh, and if we like it we'll, we'll talk about you and if we wait don't we'll I still probably talk about you
3: wait till I teach you how to make bacon wrapped meatloaf
0: Wait, wait, wait. I love doing that. It's so fun. So, talk you to me weave it again. all
2: together and then and, and it does. Makes, like a little basket. So, and say it's it's slow
0: it slow and in your sensuous uh, customer service voice for me, please. Just uh, I need a moment. <laughs> Which one? Can no, I wasn't talking to Stabby. You. I was talking to you, Nick.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, I need oh. you to read that to me.
3: Meatloaf.
1: Then we make a blanket weave of bacon. Sultry <laughs> <laughs> bacon. And we oh, place it man. on top of the meat loaf. And we cover it in 13 herbs and spices because KFC can kiss our ass. And then we put it in the oven.
4: Now, see, if you want to get real fancy around, uh, you know, middle of February, you can make bacon roses.
2: Those are also fun. Yes. Have
1: done. Whiskey burns when it goes up into the nasal cavity from my throat.
0: So, for those listening and not watching, I had on the bottom of the screen, I'll be in my bunk
1: as he was reading to us about <laughs> covered food group. And so you construct your tent, you foodno- foodnographer, because <laughs> we're talking about foodnography now.
3: Well, if Jr. if oh. is really good in 2024, I will share my grandfather's Sicilian meatball recipe. Later. No,
1: you won't. Oh you do that i'm putting it on the interwebs for everybody
3: no you Uh-oh.
0: won't so uh hopefully hopefully you get stationed on the right coast instead of the weird coast and then you know we could we could do like potlucks or something the left coast
1: is we like to call it out yeah. uh, here because we're cause left I'm on gonna, everything uh, anyway i'm the
3: worst person to ask for a recipe from because when it Everybody else is like, oh, it takes a quarter of a teaspoon of Italian seasoning. I'm like, how much
1: is my pulp? She measures it. What do you call it? I measure it by love. It's like, yeah, that's good.
4: Oh, yeah. I do that all the time with spices until it looks right.
1: Yeah. Until it looks right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Because it's going to be different depending on your amounts. And you can tell just by looking at it, this is how much it needs. Yeah. There's places where you have to use science. Candy making, a certain baking. You, you do yeah. it precisely. But there's a lot of stuff where... Eh.
0: Close there's science and then there's hand wavium.
2: Yep. My, and there's a lot of hand wavium in cooking.
1: It's, it's more like Sicilian. a coven. It's like mm-hmm. witch's brew. Well, duh. My grandfather,
3: my grandfather was Sicilian. I was his only granddaughter. He was like, okay, so here's how you measure... Your
0: dry herbs, and he would pour it into his hand. I that hit the, the wrong true. button because I dropped I'm like, "What? Who's
1: coming? There's a countdown. <laughs> 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 We're <in trouble laughs> now!" We're oh, yeah. you secret recipe, dude. Right, when you're sorry. in the middle of something, a countdown starts going off. You, <laughs> you show all your draws.
2: A little bit. Wow, that was a moment.
1: But at least it had nice music. So if I was going to die in 29 seconds, at least I can get a nice tune as I shat myself. Well, now we know the like, Did you example? see how my, my hands went up quick, bro? I was like, I didn't touch nothing.
3: Well, did it yeah, it's supposed
1: to be an earth-shattering kaboom. <laughs> I need to check on my modular So the <laughs>
3: trick he always told me was, with your dry herbs measure them in your hands because then you crush them in your palms before you add them to your sauce or your meat because it re-releases the uh, essential oils the essential oils of the dried herbs versus just pouring them in and they are what they are Hmm.
1: Jesus Christ
2: he's not wrong he's not wrong
1: yeah Yeah, he, he, he got it down the food tastes good so
0: so we're going to pause for a moment while we shamelessly shill for ourselves, and then we're going to drop back into the booze, bacon, blasters, and blades Let my damn
1: heart rate go down a little bit.
0: Jeez. I'm going to give Nick a time right. to go change his drawers, and we're going to play that beautiful commercial footage.
4: Ho, ho. Oh, Oh, hell. Is that sleigh bells ringing in your ears or a few rounds from an M60? You wanted the jolly fat man to bring yuletide joy, but the season has gifted you with a heartbreaker and a life taker. Badass Santa. Grab your eggnog
0: and camouflage candy canes. Strap on your bulletproof holiday stockings and prepare for thrills and kills. From Bloodstained Rebellion at the North Pole to a Black Ops raid on a distant planet, these 18 action-packed tales will show you Saint Nick as you have never seen him before. It's all you'll want for Christmas. So I am still very proud of that anthology, one of my favorites that we ever produced. And um, yeah, so 2024 is going to be the year I learned marketing. Um, And uh, hopefully next year, everybody will be reading it and talking about it and begging us for sequels because Nick and I have ideas. And we had some some pretty bad uh, Mamba Jamba elves. They went feral.
1: Oh, it was so awesome. That was fun. That's I fun was, to contribute to.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, I woke him up at odd hours because I was writing it, the, the first draft. And I'm like, so what would you do in this situation if you really had to kill him and you wanted to do it right? And oh, like, the oh, best is
1: the 3 a.m. Luckily, I was on a bender. That's not true. I was just up late. There was <laughs> also. But he, like 3 a.m., which was six in the morning for him, I don't think he slept at all. He's like, hey, for an infiltration method, if I wanted to make elves fast rope, what kind of what kind of like device or vehicle would I use? I'm like, dude, sleighs mm-hmm. you'd have like, you know, the B or C team, a reindeer that could still kind of fly. And you just hook up to like a, a sleigh. That's got like a drop hatch in the bottom and it opens b- up the back and nuts. So, like, Oh my God. Why didn't I think about that? I'm like, cause it's six in the morning. You're probably sleep deprived, but we had fun. I, there was a lot of sleep depravity and booze involved in that story. Yeah, but I mean
0: we was kind of wrote that anthology on a dare. There's this uh iconic picture of Santa as like a, a merc kicking a door in. And I share it, I shared it every year. And finally, like one year, someone was like, You know, if you write that as an anthology, I will guarantee you to buy twenty one copies. And he did, he bought twenty one digital copies. I don't know how he managed Sweet. it, but he bought it a bunch and gifted it out. That's how he was doing it. He was gifting it out. Uh and so he said, I will guarantee you twenty one sales. And so I'm like, Oh hell. I kind of wanted it anyway. So I approached Nick with the idea because if we're gonna do spec ops, I, that's just not my area specialty. So rather than just, you know, rob someone's mental faculties of info, I'm like, well, I'll just write it with Nick and then he gets a story credit. So, so in I'm in known
4: as
3: an author.
0: Anybody, in case Weird.
3: anybody was wondering, <laughs> um, if you remember that scene of Iron Man punching the Hulk Go to sleep, 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 go to sleep. <laughs> I'll leave that to my phone. JR? <laughs> go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Because my phone nice. and Nick's phone are simultaneously. <laughs> bing, 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 bing,
0: bing. I'm like, silence your phone. I just I, assume everyone else
1: silences yeah. it because I have insomnia issues. Well, <laughs> you're lucky with a couple like us Because at any given hour, one of us is up <laughs> It's like we're oh. taking shifts
3: I don't fall asleep until right before he wakes up So If I don't respond to you at 2am That's because I'm ignoring you And it's
1: probably because I'm snoring and it's super loud <laughs> So I've actually come to
0: think about it Co-written a short story or story With every one of my podcast co-hosts Just for the fun of it So Stabby, you're in trouble now You're the last one You're the last lady standing I come. <laughs>
3: Good
0: stuff. Yeah, but had, not necessarily. Like, I might need
1: a pen name for that kind of stuff. <laughs> no. it's not that kind of stuff, JR. Pen so <laughs> name an is
3: Stabby.
1: Anyway. He has an entire file on his phone. Because
3: randomly, we'll be out and about, and I'll have an idea about.
1: I call it late night room. drunken ideas. That's the title of it.
3: But I was a couple weeks ago. I was sitting there and I was like, "Hey, Hunt We've talked about the red string of fate before. I was like, now what if we turn that into a comic book? And the only people that can see the red string are the two people that it's attached to.
1: Oh, I, hold on! I'll just read you the whole synopsis of that idea.
3: And we came up with like two AM.
1: Like all red thread. The red. whole
3: comic book. Fates on the red string of fate. So I do have good ideas. I just can't write.
1: Yeah, it's that the story centers on two Thread Keepers as they work to preserve the red threads of fate that bring people together. Their biggest threat, besides not seeing their tied thread to each other, is keeping the Cutters at bay. The Thread Keepers, timeless entities that preserve and protect the red thread of fate, and then you have the Cutters, evil forces that try to sever threads to create chaos and imbalance in the universe.
2: Ooh, I like it. Go write it.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. dyslexic. That doesn't stop anybody. You there's there's like autocorrect and little editors. red wavy lines I couldn't at the bottom.
3: Remember stuff. oven dictation today.
1: Dictation. There you go. You can dictate it. I couldn't remember the word oven, oven
0: today. It happens, it happens. But anyway, so uh now you know where that story came from. And uh if you, dear listener, have any favorite holiday stories. That are fit in speculative fiction realm, you really should tell us because maybe that'll go on the review for next year's Christmas season. And we really—I always love
1: a good Krampus tale, dear listener.
0: That was a Violent Night was one of the movies that almost made the cut. We just ran out of time Um, next year. We noticed on Thanksgiving when we're Christmas, no, it was Halloween. We did an episode a day for a while because we did all the spooky stuff, and there was diminishing returns if we did more than three a week episode-wise. So it just
1: didn't make any sense. So yeah, they're like, where's the sci-fi? Where's the fantasy? Oh, well. I mean, it Next was just sci-fi we, and fantasy. We have to it?
2: focus. Focus is good. Focus.
1: <laughs> so yeah, three episodes based on holidays. Yep, yep, yep. So, um,
0: but anyway, so if you've got any favorite holiday movies, books that you want to talk about, send them, send them our way and we can add them to the rotation for upcoming seasons. So uh in a perfect world, this podcast will be going long after Stabby Nick and I are like retired, and some new crowd of crazies will take it over, and it'll be like season twenty nine billion.
1: It'll be the machines. It'll be all done by AI based on our past episodes, probably.
3: Yeah, but uh, speaking of our
0: homestead, atropia. That's right. So speaking of AIs, that is a topic we're going to bravely dive into: the for and the against on uh, on the topic of AI and creative spaces. And we decided to do them. Separate episodes, so ideas could get discussed instead of people talking at each other because we were afraid of that, but it should be interesting. Um, so we will we will come up with something for that. But back to, to the Requiem for season three. So, do you guys have a favorite episode that we did in season three? Ooh. I have Mythical mine if you need time. Okay, it's a good one.
3: Mythical creatures oh. was a lot of fun. There was a lot of debate about what a mythical creature was versus a monster.
1: And that created two extra episodes.
3: Yeah, and it was just it was so much fun. I liked mythical
0: creatures. Oh. Uh-huh. Jana, Terry and Jana were both on that one, weren't they? Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 We weren't we were on the paranormal one and that was, you know, when we decided that we must be fast friends because it, it was awesome and we had a good time.
0: I know it Terry was, was on ship. Really okay. I just checked.
2: All right. What no, about you, Nick? It, Ours was the paranormal one. Paranormal was oh, where Terry right. and I were both on. I think mythical creatures was the week before that, and I was trying to. Yeah, yeah I was on that. Volunteer for all the things.
0: You guys but are so many of them. It's hard to keep track anymore.
2: Yeah, we did a paranormal one, and that was really good. The paranormal Why was those kid. pennies. We keep coming back. But then we, we did can't fairy tales. Of us now, mm-hmm.
3: fairy tales was, fairy-tales fairy-tales
2: was fairy-tales awesome. Fairy Tales has a lot of things to go into. The King Arthur is always a favorite. I, I will mm-hmm. talk King Arthur anytime with anyone.
0: So have uh, you guys okay. officially got a plan for the King Arthur um, comic book?
2: We're after on. the first of the year. Because things yeah. exploded around the after, after the man. first year. Mm-hmm. Okay. First year. Then, then we're going to do the things. It's going to be awesome. We're going
1: we're to talk about the Pendragon, the Regent, all of that
2: stuff. We're gonna,
1: we're gonna I would love to into it. All the things. It's going to be great. All the things. Be dragons and shit. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited.
2: And Faye. There, there's, there's, Faye. A whole, there's a whole thing about the Fay that I've got worked up for you. So it's, it's going to be
0: awesome. And you personal. Your, you just wrote your marketing copy, your ad copy. There's dragons and shit.
3: Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I actually I think it's very
1: catchy. I
3: just learned about. Um, They released it in China. So I have another podcast that I watch. And she's South Korean and her husband is Chinese. And they kind of talk about the differences and stories and everything. Mostly true crime. And a lot of true crime. (laughs) But they've been telling this story of this fae land. It's like the night court, the spring court, the summer court, and it's all in Chinese fourth floor. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. I can't get enough of it. I'm like, I need the next episode. I need the next episode. Why don't yeah, we the Chinese stuff
2: episode? is amazing. Amazing.
3: And it's beautiful. Yes. They, they do like illustrations and it's like all watercolors and it's gorgeous.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. So, what about you, Nick? Favorite episode?
1: Uh, I liked anything that was comic-related. I mean, not saying that the King Arthur legend one that was a good one. Um, A lot of the famous stuff we did with the Fade, mythical creatures. It's hard to tell. It's like I almost got like a top whatever. Um, The GI Joe one was a good one. Um, The comic always just. The, uh, just the franchise itself could, like you can't break that topic down and you can't can't encapsulate that into one episode we, we broke it down into other stuff So um, I could be cheesy and say oh, all the episodes were great but not all the episodes were great some of them were kind of lame I'm going to admit that I can do that as a responsible co-host but I do have my favorites uh, all the ones that were energetic mostly the ones with uh, Jana and Terry and Apple um we're great, I, I love having all these different um experts in different things come on here because everybody contributes to the show, and th- I think that's what makes some of the best ones that we've done in uh season three. We had a I, lot do, of
0: I do stuff. like the panels where we can get some of the same people back just because there's continuity of like I don't want to say vibe because that sounds too woo woo for me, but just like. The we, you've got a rapport already built, right? So it allows you to kind of riff off the cuff with each other a little better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so well, it's like when I was doing improv in in high school. Yeah, I did improv. Send a sweet funny email. That's uh, awesome. I I, I, I love doing. I like doing comedy. I've always a big fan of comedy. I was a big fan, like when I discovered what improv was. Um, so, like obviously, a huge fan of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Because that is. Oh, such show. a good
2: show cool. hell yes um
1: all the iterations you know with Drew mm-hmm. Carey up to alicia tyler uh, alicia tyler thank you i knew it started with the name have
4: you have you seen the british version of it
1: yes that was
4: drew Carey. that was
1: awesome yeah those are awesome so anytime you have um co-hosts or guests that you can like springboard off of each other you know and and kind of just create that that vibe of just comedy those are the ones that i love the most because as you can see there's certain guests that we've had on here where we spring off each other and we're laughing as much in this space as you guys are probably listening to it and i and correct me if i'm wrong but those are some of the best episodes we have
0: I actually took an improv as one of my electives in high school too and but I got kicked out and I was given an A for not coming back because he did some free <laughs> associations of the first You've gotta thing
1: You got to keep your pants point. on, JR. No, We've it was the
0: first thing that pops is <laughs> the first thing that pops into your mind and he would say some things. And so I did exactly what he told me to. I let loose. I just let my mind mind dump like we were taught to do. And apparently I scared the girls. So Ooh. Uh, And apparently when someone says trailer, if you answer park, that's not nice. Apparently I learned that. (laughs) Um, And when they were talking like some of the geopolitical stuff, I would, you know, I was a history nerd. So I knew all about war and dead people. And that freaks some people out who don't like school. So Um, you need to work on your word
1: association drills.
0: Apparently uh, I need to work on it with a counselor, but I joined the infantry instead. So I was. Someone says heart. And he's like crushed. <laughs> yeah, I was with my people when I when I went to the infantry because they all got my dark humor.
1: Um, yeah,
0: they did. Yeah, it was it was, it was right in the club.
3: If oh, wow. you guys want to know, know how musical Nick can be, ask him about Pinocchio. Is this oh, a funny?
1: Wait, what? What are you talking about? When
3: you played in the Pinocchio play.
1: Well, now they're looking at it. Yeah, I wasn't. I was was in a play. I was Pinocchio. (laughs) Right on. I was young and thin. Um, I also was in the sound of music. I was a drama nerd because that's where all the girls were. And I did. Brilliant. uh, Yeah, my drama teacher was like, I did this one little, it was a two person, one act play about like a first date. And it was called the Rendezvous. And I did that, and uh, it was during a school function called the Bally It was put on by the drama department. You know, students loved it because they were in the theater for like half a day while we just acted. So, and then after that, I was Pinocchio, and then they wanted me to try out for Sound of Music. And so, yeah, thanks for bringing up those memories. Went
3: from there. <laughs>
4: That's awesome, if you ask me. So, I had done.
0: Um, I was um, – I did the JROTC ROTC stuff instead, and then I wrestled and ran cross-country. But mostly the cross-country thing was just to officially legally train in the off-season because we were doing it for a sport. That was the running joke. My high school uh, cross-country team would win no races, but we win every bar fight. Because it was all like football players and wrestlers that were training in the off season by running cross country. We were the buffer. If you could stay ahead of our team, you were doing okay.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah, I was like the protector of the drama department because I was on the football team and the hockey team. <laughs> we didn't have hockey. And then who did he
3: fall for?
1: The drama nerd.
3: I was costume and makeup.
1: So. I knew uh, that-
3: and- on stage but if you need to look like a demon
1: i can make that happen yeah you want to recreate episodes of angel and buffy
0: good for uh, you I... so so terry do you have a favorite episode of the season since i know you also watch when you don't when you're not on because you
4: comment to us <laughs> uh, i think it was probably the mythical creatures one yeah that okay. was nice that was fun actually i think that was the first one i was on come
0: to think of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we uh, we teamed up with Three Ravens um, with Hillbilly. Ah. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, I'd like to help some of the small presses. So I'll focus on getting their authors on because it helps. It's a win-win. Uh-huh. And um, that will become more in season four. We'll, we'll talk about that going forward. But uh, And so I put the open call and he even made a sub channel in the Three Ravens Discord about podcasts uh, for people that, you know, us to seek out guests and topic ideas and stuff. And uh, I'm glad we did because we met some really cool people.
2: Some of my favorite.
0: Yeah, I and, think it worked um, to
2: everybody's benefits.
0: I, I think oh, so. Yeah. What about you, Jenna? Do you have a favorite episode? Does Jenna have a favorite episode?
2: Oh, like I said, I liked. I I've enjoyed a whole lot of them. Um, I did like doing the paranormal because paranormal is near and dear to my heart. I've got more UF stuff coming out this year, and so I've been delving into all of my paranormal background, and and that's tremendously fun. Um, G.I. Joe was a kick because it was like, you know, wandering around through our childhood. <laughs> there, there's yeah. lots more to focus on on all of these, and I think that's one of my favorite things, is that this format this year, as you've um, introduced some of these panels, has given us a great place to give these great overviews, but on almost every episode there are so many neat things that we can keep doing with it and i love something that grows organically that way that we can say oh yeah we had a great time with paranormal but now next time we we really want to talk about paranormal africa or paranormal egypt or so i love that everyone's open to that oh, so yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the lame way of saying I'm enjoying all of them, but it, it's true, because we get all of these this input going on, and it's taking us to interesting places, which starts really cool stories, so always a win. Yeah, it takes
3: right. us to interesting places, like my mailbox.
0: <laughs> so I guess I have several that I liked. I really like the two game ones, so the Mischief and Malice episode, the card game. Uh, and in season four, we're going to be working with with the guest talks to get um, a session set up somehow digitally that we can show us playing on the as an episode, um, which which is kind of cool. And then the Asheron's Fall, which was the other game episode where Nick and I went in um, <clears throat> too much money backing this product that's going to be a game as a tabletop.
1: Four hundred dollars, Jr. Four hundred dollars.
0: Me too. Me too. Uh, and that eu to uh to us conversion wasn't our friend at the end cuz it spiked Ooh. at the last minute right before they closed sales so oh that's my, just rude yeah, my <laughs> price went up by more than i expected
1: starbucks cup but, i you a starbucks cup got to wait for santa <laughs> but we got the uh the
0: we're going to do another one where it's a uh, um, through steam i'm not sure how we're going to stream that to you guys but we're going to do uh, the Asheron's Fall game digitally as you, well.
1: You stream it just like we do uh, YouTube videos.
0: No, no, no. I mean, like, I don't know how we're going to record it to air it like a normal episode because it's not going to be streamed live.
1: Uh, I have no idea. Might have to do it live.
0: Um, well, the guests in both cases said they are tech savvy and would hook us up because it's free press for them and it looks fun. Uh, and we got all of our stretch goals back. So Nick and I, we we, we cleaned up. And um, I get to
1: destroy you on... On our podcast,
0: oh, oh, oh! Uh, <laughs> we have a bet of twenty dollars. I don't remember what we were going to do with the twenty dollars. Just we bet twenty dollars of who was going to win.
1: I think we're going to put it towards a uh, charity oh. of choosing. Booze. <laughs> That's her charity.
2: <laughs>
4: think- Not as
1: altruistic of what we originally agreed upon, but yeah, I like booze. There
2: you go.
0: <laughs> so those two were my uh, were were some of my favorites, and then I really enjoyed the episodes where we got nerdy where Stabby bowed out and it was uh, Nick and I and a bunch of veterans and Doc Spears and we just got oh, nerdy yeah. about military stuff. We, You were welcome. You chose not to come on. You were welcome.
1: Well, she was okay. like, I'm not a vet. I've never done that stuff and you guys, talking, you guys are talking in another language. I can't keep up on that. Okay, so here's my feeling on
3: that subject. I love being on the podcast with you guys even when I am... Battling a migraine or toothache. A toothache. Because I'm going through some dental stuff right now. Uh, I still try to come on with you guys because I love being on. But when it's eight vets and I'm just <laughs> a brat, I've never served.
1: And we're talking in acronyms. Y'all are
3: just going. I sit there like this.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that one QRF with this, this, and that, and it's all three lettered acronyms. <laughs> I I probably bowed too. I'm like, it's another language. I can't I don't even speak this.
3: And as all I can say is like, hey, I know this fireside story that Nick told me once.
1: <laughs> and then I'm like, shh, that wasn't for public consumption. <laughs> that one's still I classified. Don't get
3: off. So I don't join on those. Everybody ones. around <laughs> this fire
1: pit has Wait, a security what am clearance. I
3: say? Yeah. No, I- you have to know your audience.
0: No, that's, that's okay. I, you were welcome, though. Um, but, no, I, I enjoyed those episodes just because you get different perspectives on the military. Like when we had Peter Nealon, who was you know spec ops from the, the Marine side, and Doc was a different era, or, or Jeremy Spires, who came after me. So his experience was vastly different than mine, even though he was a GWAT guy. Um, yeah. So those were, those were fun. Um, and I really like some of the stuff where we branched out to do different things like the panels this year like where we we used to call them fireside chats because they were so rare and it was it was almost like a panel at a con where like a person a speaks person b speaks person c speaks and we did one of those where it was um the halloween uh in season two i believe where we're talking about horror and we introduced the topic it was the one where the bane um Tony Weiskopf from Bain was on and we introduced the topic and then they just started talking. I literally had to interrupt to do the commercial and then they just kept talking. Like I didn't even have to say anything. I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's when I realized that if we do it more conversationally and less panel like, you get the third person isn't what Bob said because they'd already gotten the same answer. And that's when in season three, Nick and I realized that the conversation was more fun than the panel. And so we stopped calling them fireside chats, even though that kind of tie back to, to, you know, Radio past was neat. Uh, so I, I've enjoyed that format shift. I really enjoyed yeah. the uh, the movie reviews, the retro movie reviews we did in conjunction with Upstream reviews. Those have been fun. Um, the sponsor... One Jones one. Oh, that was really popular. That was the
3: was really
0: fun. The ones that were the most frustrating were the ones where Disney was involved, which was the Black uh, Hole and um, the season one of that. What was it? A shoot. And
1: then Ahsoka. Yeah. So Cause okay. yeah.
0: Disney will, uh, copyright strike no matter what you do. So I, up, yeah, I, I end up just going straight to the seven day review because I know like we're with well within fair use doctrine. Um, so we're good. And and we, we won that. We won every time, but uh, they don't even contest it. It's like, we're, we're like pimping your stuff. Why aren't you like supporting
1: this? Right. But, I, think they, I I did have a tirade about Ahsoka, so they probably didn't well, like that.
0: Well, actually, we learned, something with the
2: Disney, it, so.
1: <laughs> we learned something with the
0: Disney episode. Everybody either loves it or hates it, so they want you to bash it completely, and they just watch for the rants, or they love it, and any critique is like, you're the devil. But nobody wants nuance on those episodes, so I don't think we're going to really do any more Disney reviews. It's just not worth it. We've done
3: a few of them, though. Like Technically speaking, Disney owns Indiana Jones.
0: Um, yeah, but that's black not people...
3: Prep and Landing
0: Yeah, but nobody really Associates those with, with Disney Not really, they don't realize it's Disney The, it's the mothership, you know, yeah Prep and yeah. Landing was technically an ABC property It's just Disney bought ABC Yeah,
1: yeah they,
3: they,
0: They've owned that for a while No, I know, but I'm just People don't instantly hear Prep and Landing Or Indiana Jones and go, oh, that's Disney And the Black Hole is so old like, I mean,
1: nobody, yeah, they don't associate that. But that, that so
0: I, I don't care that Disney owns it. X-Men. Yeah, no, I don't care that Disney owns it. I care that if it's iconic Disney, you're going to get either the very extremes, on, and you, there's just no room for nuance. And, and I'm just part of the fun is dissecting the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: Absolutely.
3: So Nick tells everybody that he's married to a Disney adult. Um,
1: because I Disney am married file. to a Disney adult. He,
3: says, he calls me a Disney file.
1: Disney file, yeah.
3: It's true. I love Disney. I love Disneyland. I can't wait to see Disney World when we finally get to move. Um, it's the best. I'm super excited.
1: And During the summer, they got misters everywhere that uh, so keep you cool.
3: Mm-hmm. I've seen the food. I love food. I've seen the food videos of Disney World versus Disneyland.
1: Epcot is the shit when so it comes to food.
3: Mm-hmm. But there's still things that even I can step back and be like, mm, should you have done that? Probably not.
1: Um. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Last to know. <laughs>
3: No, you know my feelings on it, and we'll discuss it off offline. I'm not Which, why do to I feel like I'm in trouble?
1: Or, you, or, you probably are. Um, probably.
3: But, like, I'm trying to find the right words without going like overboard. No, um, it's more. I really think that they need to pull
1: everybody off the board and start over. Ooh. Okay. Like of all their properties.
3: No, I'm okay with them owning their, all their properties.
1: Are you talking about Marvel specific? Not
3: even just Marvel. Okay. Marvel, Dr. Who.
1: That's not the a Disney, Disney property.
3: Princesses. Um, I just think they need a whole new team.
1: I'm all about the new things.
3: Because I think, personally, you're taking something that we all grew up with and we all looked up to for a reason and turning it into something that's not what it always was. I tell Nick every year, I can make a Tinkerbell tree. For Christmas. My mother is a Hallmark freak. And I get a Tinkerbell Hallmark <laughs> ornament from her every year since I was born. My very first one actually sits on our piano. It's um, a Precious Moment 1987 Tinkerbell. Cute. And I was tiny growing up. I was short... I was underweight, like I was a tiny little thing, but I had a bad attitude Shocking! <laughs> with a bunch of blonde hair on my head. And she's like, you're my little Tinkerbell. And All right. growing up, I'm like, I saw myself as Tinkerbell. I Wrap it up, honey. We're,
1: we're gonna start playing music like the Oscars.
3: Okay, okay. <laughs> I never saw myself as Cinderella, Snow White, anything like that. I saw myself as Tinkerbell. And they're just changing it, changing changing. So it definitely, you know, I would definitely change that.
1: Yeah. We'll do I mean, an episode on you, that.
0: I think you stumbled onto a potential episode, and we'll dive deeper without turning <laughs> the uh, Requiem for Season 3 into the Disney hour. But uh, I was wondering
1: where she was going, and then I looked at her cup, and it's almost gone. And I'm like, oh, oh, there it is.
3: No, it was because you were talking about Disney always, um, going against
1: our episodes. Oh, yeah. Well, it's That's algorithmic, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But
0: I also learned. I was was, wonder where that was going. Co- we, we, co- we also put in some um, disclaimer language no, in right. the show notes now that uh, a lot of people do that helps with the. I don't know if it makes a difference, but in the podcasting community, they seem to think that it does. Um, yeah. All right. So for season three, is there anything that you're proudest of? I'm going to go first. Uh, season three is when we broached or broached when we went outside of our comfort zone of just Anchor FM and YouTube and we branched out and we are now on Rumble and BitChute. We tried um, a few of the Odyssey, but it was too freaking confusing. And I don't have time to get a PhD to use their website. Um, so we were like, is it on Spotify too? Spotify is Anchor FM. They own it now.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah.
0: So, so yeah, I, going wide, we were kind of proud of because that took some some figuring out. But we do we built a little community over on BitChute and Rumble. Um, a lot of the BookTube community left YouTube when they were getting copyright strike for terms of service. Like a lot of the romance writers would review books that had Manchester, and they're like, "Oh, that's indecent. You can't show that here." Never mind some of the stuff that's actually on YouTube that we won't talk about. But so a lot of them mm-hmm. said. Fine, we'll take our audience and go somewhere else. So a lot of the book community, there's a decent amount on Bitchute and on Rumble. Um, although Rumble's mostly political right now, they're actively trying to recruit talent outside of the politics sphere, left and right. So I think, you know, we're there waiting, we're steadily growing, but Bitchute has a decent amount of readers we weren't reaching until we went wide, essentially with our with our podcast, which that is my proudest decision. Um, so Doc hooked us up with some people from Kennesaw State Marketing, and that was the recommendation. Um, the students did us uh, did their master's project, I guess, with our podcast, like how you would increase reach. And that was one of the recommendations, oh, and we took it. And uh, I'm pretty proud that that's been working out for us. But what about everyone else? What is their the thing they're proudest of from this season?
1: The new format.
0: Yeah. It's been a lot more fun, a lot less stress. A lot less yeah. prep work involved. So I was spending way too much time like prepping these episodes and we yeah. like starting the script away has been helpful, I
1: think. Yeah. I mean, we kept a, a few things just to the conversations rolling. And then after that we just sit back and hold on. We, we just, kept the religious questions. There's reasons. Let the show, yeah. That I, I'm pretty sure that's a staple of the show. People expect that of us, the religion questions we keep coming up with fun stuff. We had a couple of really interesting ones um, during the holiday episodes um, oh, yeah yeah uh, uh like what what movie wrecked your childhood and it was like uh never-ending story land before time and what was the th- i don't remember what the third one was uh, old yeller was bad. on the list old yeller bambi you know stuff like that where it's like oh my god there's a real world and it kind of sucks <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know? all of them all of them yeah so yeah it's I like the adaptability that we've been able to uh, throw into the show and, and and make for interesting radio and and YouTubing it, and visual. It's
0: less formulaic, which makes us less predictable. So I think when guests started or when audience or when listeners started telling me they could predict what was going to happen in the show, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's how you make them tune out. So I'm glad we we've made it. But
1: it's like I know you're going to ask 42 questions, and these are the questions that are going to happen. And we're like, oh man, oh, predictable. Not bad.
0: So did you have anything to add, Stabby? I know since uh, they're just frequent guests and friends of the show, I don't don't know that they would necessarily feel proud about anything we've done other than their own contribution to the awesomeness, which they should feel proud of.
3: They definitely should. They're regulars and regulars, you know, are my bread and butter because we have built that rapport where we can just bounce off of each other and have a conversation and have fun with it. But I think the thing that I'm most proud of is not only did we branch out beyond just sci-fi, but you know, and military and mill sci-fi, but we branched out. We do things like Prep and Landing where it's more cartoon, Disney fun. We did horror and creature features and everything like that. We did mythical creatures. Like we, we bounced around a lot more. But we also brought in some of the most amazing and fun people. Like, we changed the format, we changed this, we changed that. But some of the people we brought in, i.e., Terry, you know, Jana, Apple, uh, Michael La voice.
1: La voice, like voice. so
3: much fun. <laughs> and and when you bring fun people in and um just people that you can have a good conversation with not like you're just going through the motion you're reading the question you're doing the answer you're moving on to the next question like you can just bounce off of each other I think that has to be one of my favorite changes Going from a listener to being one of the co-hosts on this show, it's been one of the funnest parts of it, is meeting new people and just making that connection and having a good time with it. Because our listeners, they see our connections with these people and then they want to read their stories. They want to listen to their audiobooks they want to go and figure out why we like these people so much so not only are we helping ourselves but we're helping our writers and and our artists and everything as well i think that's just amazing it's the reach that we have found ourselves in speaking
0: of that we're gonna we're gonna (coughs) excuse me pivot from there um what are our plans for season four because we're at the hour mark so we got time to wind down slowly
3: I don't know, Jr. You tell me. I just show up and I roll with the punches, and sometimes I ramble.
0: <laughs> no, we did have a request from a buzz. sponsor the uh, the the overhead at the bare minimum to keep Streamyards for another year, and uh, he wanted us to review the movie Beastmaster as one of our retro reviews. So, of course, we're going to do Yay! that. Please. It's yeah. going to break Nick's heart. He loves that movie. Um, but so childhood favorite. I would like to see more movie reviews because they're fun to do um especially if they're movies i they can watch with the kids uh and then you know talk about it with them as part of the prep because then you know it's just fun family time um, obviously all the movies review that won't be possible but we certainly watched prep and landing with the boys
1: um, Sword in the stone page master i mean i got a list bro
0: yeah um Ooh, so I page, master was a good one. page master was a good one i want to do more retro movie reviews and maybe some more current ones um you know just for fun i want to do more book reviews we didn't really do as many in this season um for reasons uh, mostly time yeah one of them is i can't read <laughs> but i want to do some more book reviews um but i'm gonna need them in audio because that's how i listen and unfortunately a lot of the nd people aren't in audio so I'm, I'm working on finding some end runs to time somebody that's recommended good. yeah uh, my budget is nil, but somebody recommended an app called Speechify, I guess it can read it uh-huh. to you, almost like audio. Um, it's a machine voice, but I'm, I'm going to look into how user-friendly that is.
1: And what uh, I mean. Apple products, if you have a PDF and you're using an iPad or an I, you know iPhone, it will dictate to you. Interesting. It, it'll read it for you and tell it to, uh, it we're to
0: gonna you. Keep, yeah. We're going to keep doing the author interviews because they're fun. Um, we're going to try, I think for some bigger names this year, just, you know, we've been trying for RA Salvatore, but timing and such just hasn't worked. Um, you know, I'm sure all of us have some, some big names we'd like to get. Eventually they'll happen, but I don't have forever to chase down their PR people. So, you know, catch as catch can. I I really enjoy that. We can shine the light on indie authors though, that aren't getting as much press. Um, because, you know, we love spread the love. I mean, obviously we wanna get enough that we can get our audience. Cause that is my goal for season four is to grow the audience. Um, so that would be it. I'd like to, when we were still sci-fi shenanigans we interviewed Rainbow Sun Franks, who played uh, Lieutenant Aiden Ford in Stargate universe. I asked him on a whim because it was a classic sort of sci-fi film series or TV series. And he said, yes. And so I'm like, well, I bet there's other actors from some of the older series like from the eighties and nineties that we all loved that would probably, you know, they're not so big for the britches anymore that we couldn't get them. So that's it. So uh, Stabby and I have a plan. I'm going to write out a template, get it proofread to high heaven. And then she's going to use that template to plug and play uh, while she's supervising homeschooling to see if we can't get some of these people to show up and do some some author interviews. Like, I mean, I'd love William Shatner. Probably couldn't get him, but maybe, you know, somebody else. Oh,
3: that sounds like a dare.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not afraid to get told no. Uh, so sheer stubbornness is my superpower.
1: I so, what okay, do for...
0: We could get Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, or, or uh, the guy that did uh, <laughs> like or... Scotty. We could get, maybe we could get Scotty if he's still around. Yeah. We could get him on. That'd no, be... he's not. Uh, no. Board. No, no.
3: That's Simon Pay.
1: Okay. Ooh, that's a tall order, honey. Oh, uh, that would be. Yeah.
0: Well, we like you said. We're going to see what we can do. And get some actors from some of the iconic speculative fiction properties, be they sci-fi, fantasy, horror, urban fantasy. I don't know anything that's speculative fiction. They're they're within the realm of possibility. If we can get some of those actors on to talk about it. I do know when we interviewed Rainbow Sun Franks, he did say if we talked aliens, he wants to come back, he had some ideas. So I was thinking about an alien conspiracy theory episode and definitely get him on for that because I promised. Yeah, let's break my computer again. That's a good idea.
3: Mouse and a new
1: keyboard. I do have something to say though about how we've been doing the show and the guests that we've had. I've, I've had a lot of friends that have had writer's block or they've given up entirely in writing. Um, a lot of them have watched the show because I they were shocked that I was on a podcast and they want to listen to me for an hour. And I'm like, I don't talk the whole hour. Um, but they got on they watched a, a lot of past episodes with some of the guests that we have on here tonight. And it said it uh, Reed lit the fire in their their creative anima. And wanted to write again or draw again. Um, so I don't I think we underestimate what kind of effect we have on our our viewership because there's a lot of people out there that were just kind of looking for that nudge to get back into it. So kudos to everybody on board. Um we were able to do good thing and put more writers and artists back into play. So well, that is thank good. You. Um so obviously we're eyed be- a little bit.
2: Creating tribe—that's what we do.
0: Yep, we're obviously going to be doing more of the panel episodes because they're fun and they're easy to prep for. Just
1: wrangle a few guests and go. Um, we we might have to get the kitchen coven back together and talk about recipes. Woo! Or no, someone said kitchen witches, but I think kitchen we're coven. Kitchen is witches.
2: <laughs> k- kitchen coven, I like. I'm I'm digging kitchen. Yeah, coven.
1: yeah. Alliteration. You guys, you guys like should it. get together and write a cookbook. Let's make that the We could do that. Um, yeah, a, I, good. we
3: could
1: we could actually do a
0: sub-episode, like we could do uh, a, su- a side like line of episodes of cooking with the coven or something. Oh, dude, that would be Ooh. great.
2: Yeah,
0: Luckily, I get to be a guest and take notes. And well, you would actually be in person to eat the food, which is a win.
1: Oh god, I love my life.
0: So uh, <laughs> obviously, uh this is something I've told Nick about, but he kind of forgot about. We've we've had on the episode every year the indie um Oh, cyberpunk day. And I realized there's no indie comic books day. So uh, I'd like there to... Is. See that. is there? Why have I not yeah, noticed August? Have it's to the first list.
1: week in August. Mm-hmm. Why haven't you arranged guests for that?
3: Because it's his birthday.
1: Because it's my birthday in that week, man. I feel disappointed, Nick. You need to do better.
3: He's busy. Right, do you understand what I do for him the first week of August?
1: Well, tell but, them the music. La, like, la, no. la, 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 it, la, <laughs> yes. com- yeah, yeah, definitely plug your ears. It's probably no. not.
3: We usually do Universal Studios. Yeah. We do Downtown Hollywood. We do the Walk of Fame, Madame Tussauds, a lot of eating, a lot, lot of walking. And then the following week is my birthday. And then the following week after that, is our anniversary
1: August is off limits yeah but I'll I'll try to arrange some guests for indie comic day
0: (laughs) all right well maybe we could do our version of it like not on the exact day but leading up to it where we pre-record it and then air it that day there you go absolutely brilliant thinking that's why you're the
1: boss (laughs) folks
0: so uh and finally my goal for season four is I'd like to see if we could become fiscally solvent year over year to uh to cover the things like the book reviews so because we we out of pocket the movies and the books that we review so if we could get enough of a I fun- i
3: love the books Don't i do books.
0: if we could get enough of a um a donation base that we can cover some of that uh even if it comes with stipulations i'm paying for you to review this movie like i'm, I'm cool with that um so that's the goal is to see if we can get a little bit of the the cash flow to cover our expenses year after year um because like, like we say, you know, we're only half joking. These aren't free to produce. We don't mind. We have fun doing it. Um, this is our sanity safe space. Um, but we are um, – well, that's the goal for 2024 and Season 4. But what about you, Nick and Stabby?
1: For Season 4, I, I just want to keep doing what we're doing, man, inspiring people and having good conversations with good people and having a good time and, you know, giving our audience what they want. So – um I do want to do more retro sci-fi movie reviews, like stuff from the fifties, like tarantula or
2: <laughs> nice um, the blob.
1: Food of the gods, or you know, things like that. Uh, the blob. I would love to do the fifties blob, or it might have been sixties. Um the stuff. This. oh god, the stuff, yeah. Uh, oh, you could do the one.
4: Boris Karloff version of the mummy.
1: I I love I Boris know that Karloff. One. I know that one. Uh, the cat's eye. Um, there's so many things that Lugosi and and Karloff did during that time that need to be reintroduced into people that don't know what a corded phone is. Um, <laughs> classic stuff. You know, classic stuff. It's, I, I. That's what made me fall in love with horror and univer- It was the Universal monsters. So, and then maybe some kaiju stuff, like some classic uh, Godzilla stuff. I'd like go, that Go well. Godzilla! Yep. Yep. Gojira! Gojira!
3: Oh, wait. Turn your mic on. I was saying Pacific Rim is a lot of fun. Um, I like seeing all the monsters together. Don't get me wrong, I love Godzilla, but I love seeing Mothra come into it. I love seeing King Kong come into it. I love seeing all of the monsters. Like, that is so much fun for me. Um, we all know I'm the horror freak. I'm... I'm the scare queen. I'm that person, and I cannot wait for next. Disclaimer:
1: These are all self-proclaimed titles.
3: I'm gonna stab you.
1: I'm not trying to welcome challenge.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think for 2024, I think the thing I want the most when it comes to to the podcast is. Just want to keep having fun with it. I don't want it to ever get boring. I don't want it to ever get, you know, like, oh, it's another Monday. It's another Tuesday. It's another another Thursday. I want it to be fun every time. I want it to be, oh, I get to see Janet today or I get to see The Voice today. Like, I want it to be exciting. And, and Terry,
1: the only Terry. And off.
3: Terry, I love Terry. Speaking of, we which, love Terry. Me and you were talking after the show. <laughs> But, <laughs> I love, well, I mean, Christmas cards didn't go out today like they were supposed to, so. <laughs> They're coming,
1: they'll just be late.
3: They're just running a little late, I was tired today. <laughs> but I just, I I love the people that we've connected with, and I want to connect with more. And I want us to build our community bigger than what we are at. I want it to keep getting bigger, and I want us to all connect. Um, Perfect example, we're syncing up with Pittman to see what Comic-Cons he's going to so we can kind of sync up with his Comic-Cons. We have plans of writing with Jana. We have Terry to do... um, voiceovers for some of the apogee things we're doing like I want that community to just build and build and build until the point that we're all just a giant community and I think that's that's perfection.
1: I think the government calls that a conglomerate.
3: (laughs) Only if you're doing like Ponzi schemes but we're not doing I have
1: some of those too hold on.
3: You close the drawer.
1: All right, Nick.
0: So, Speaking of community, you had a a thing that was your goal for season four. You're muted.
1: (laughs) Curses! Curses, StreamYard! You don't know your hotkeys! Command D is supposed to allow me to talk. Now, hey, man, would you like to put a tab on this? I'm like, no! (laughs) I didn't want to do that. (laughs) So you see me doing this and I'm muted and I just... Look like a raving lunatic as usual. Uh, two things: merch. We're gonna get the merch shop going in season four. We're gonna plug the hell out of that. Of all the sayings from all of our favorite guests, like, why does that make sense? Make it make sense. Why does that work? Um, I wish you a very stabby.
3: Christmas.
1: I wish you a very stabby Christmas. Now that that's and in play. And a stabby New Year. And a stabby New Year. Stabby and, New a, Year. and a happy stabica. You know. Jana
3: gave me that one.
1: So we're going to go nuts with that, and I want input from everybody that's been on the show so we can make that happen. Also, the Discord, another community chat that we can have other than what we have on Facebook, because that's what we have right now. The Discord is going to allow you communication with the hosts and guests that decide to join it. Uh, it allows you access to us twenty four seven. Might be a little late because we're all in different time zones, and we'd like this little thing called sleep. So, um, but it's a way for all of our, you know, our guests, our co hosts, and our fans to. To intermingle with each other and get to know each other a little better and maybe possibly come up with ideas for future episodes so yeah i'm super stoked about that and that's coming in season four
0: all right all right all right so we've been at it for a oh stabby i
3: have a question for terry and
0: jenna okay go for
1: I, it
3: what would you like to see in
1: 2024 Ooh, intrigued terry says With her
4: facial expressions. Oh yes, that's part of voice acting. You get your face into it. Uh, I love the fantasy stuff. So like more of that. That's been fun.
2: Yeah, I think that. You know, I've just listened to a whole bunch of suggestions, and I'm like, all right, let's do that. Let's let's do all the things. I'm I'm there for it.
4: Okay.
2: I, for one, welcome our stabby overlords.
4: All hail oh, the stabby.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I can't afford oh, to live in blood.
0: And uh, did somebody <laughs> not do a voice off challenge episode where we're we supposed to get a bunch of narrators together and just let the show we, we were.
1: We were going to get a bunch of people oh, yeah. that can do voices, voice actors. Ooh. Jerry, I'll of course, that is included. One. She's got top billing. I will take second. Challenge
4: bill. accepted.
1: There we
0: go. There we go. All right.
1: Uh, Well, we appreciate
0: you, dear listener, for sticking with us for this hour and a half. We've had fun. Uh, As you can tell with the new format and the new friends we've built together, we could keep going. And sometimes we do for hours and hours on the after show um, about all things we probably wouldn't want people to know we think about. um, Mostly because, you know, your public image. You don't want to offend people. Like when I tell Nick, well, you know, I probably shouldn't say that. So we'll just uh, start the wrap. I'm trying not to get canceled this year. Right, right, right. i nice. noticed you, uh, you're less bombastic well, than your Facebook.
1: I appreciate the growth. Yeah. I've been so trying really hard. You've, you've tamed him well. So um, I want everybody's money, so I'm not going to offend the entire base, you know, or other people's bases. All bases come together. All your base belong to us.
0: <laughs> I just want you to, to end season three the way we started, where I remind you, dear listener, dear viewer, to please be kind and speak your mind. On the reviewing platform your reviews help the right readers find the right books so do your part people and uh sometimes reviews are gold mines of insanity and shenanigans like uh the iconic these are not the jimmy dean sausages i ordered on a book review but they were but they were uh, there's a funny website that at uh, one point we found, and I'd have to dig, and I'm not going to. I'm too lazy. That tracks all the ludicrous um, reviews. I just know the Hasbro's gummy bear bag. It's like a five pounds of gummy bears. Oh, the reviews amazing. in that yeah. one about the gastrointestinal distress are hilarious. The diet gummy bears. The diet gummy bears are on there the too. diet there's, gummy bears. There's gold in them. There hills is all I'm saying. But if you don't buy it or from loyal. Amazon, if you buy it, yeah, if you buy it wide, there are places to review as well. If you can't find a place to review, there's Goodreads. And if you don't want to do that, because it's affiliated with, I think, yeah. Amazon, you can start a website and review it there too. Uh, we love reviews, they, they really do help spread the good word. And when you ever wonder why the series you like didn't get continued, it's because you didn't tell your friends and neighbors about it, and so nobody knew. And so the author didn't make money and he couldn't justify the expense of editing, covers, marketing, and all the things, people. So if you want what the, the product you like to keep going, do your part and, and spread the good word, right? You can evangelize, as they say, in the business. So uh with that being said, Terry, how can listeners and viewers find you?
4: I am most uh, commonly tracked down on the Book of Faces, as so many the are. Book face? Oh, the, the Book of The
1: Book The
0: face. face of Bo. All right. And uh Jenna S. Brown, who sometimes cosplays as uh, Jenna Ray, how can they find you? And as usual, links will be in the show notes.
2: Uh, yep, go to the show notes. All the links are there. But you can find me at opalkingdompress.com. You can find me on Facebook under Janet S. Brown Writes or under Jenna Ray. Um, and I'm under those two names all over the interwebs. So I am not hard to track down.
0: All right, all right. And uh, I'm going to leave you before I tell you how you can find us, dear listener, with J.R. Hanley's words of wisdom for the culmination of 2023. When you are on a diet, don't use scented candles that smell like food. It's a recipe for torture. <laughs> oh,
1: this you is your day one, bro.
0: This I is your craving, craving for like
1: cinnamon toast crunch. It's I lit lighter. the
0: candle, not checking what it was. It was orange. I said, "Oh, it's fall." And then, as we're halfway through the episode, "Oh, it's cinnamon rolls." Holy
1: bejesus. Thank wow. God <laughs> <you, laughs> <you laughs> it's not a chicken fried steak candle. I would be. There is Five hundred pounds. There probably is, and it's probably a Cracker Bell.
0: Yeah, Cracker yeah. has some good ones. And the the memes of candles where like, there's the one that's the outhouse from Iraq, and it's like global war on terror. And it's just the picture of the, the hot box in the desert brings back so many horrific memories. You
1: can't smell a picture and then show that meme. Absolutely, you man? can smell a <laughs> picture.
0: Yep, yep. I smell that picture. It's misery and death. And You know that scene in Cold Hand Luke where he says, put him in the box, and I didn't understand yeah. why that was torture? Iraq convinced me why that was torture.
1: 140 degrees, reason. and you're in
0: an outhouse.
1: Oh, there's a reason why I dropped 25 pounds there, and that's a time where I didn't have 25 pounds to lose.
0: Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was it was a miserable experience, and I'm just saying, like some of the best memes out there are from those candles. So, so you know, <laughs> just just putting that out there. Judge your, choose your candle scent wisely. Be responsible, folks. Come on, Be responsible, Be responsible. And with that being or said, shoot. you could find us on our link tree. Where it's l i n k t r dot e link tree slash blasters and blaze podcast. Again, link tree slash blasters and blaze podcast, where we link to all the things the bit shoots, the rumbles, the YouTubes, the Twitters. You can email us at blasters and blaze podcast at gmail.com. Don't worry about remembering, it's in the link tree. You can find our Facebook group and Facebook page. Soon you'll find a permanent link to our Discord. We are working on getting that formalized, formalized finalized, and formal. Eh, whatever. We'll make up new words. That's what we do. We're writers. Uh, and you can follow most importantly, Madam Stabby Stab on the Instagrams, the Twitters, and the emails for all the hate mail and shenanigans that are generally not fit to print, but we're going to show it anyway, because why not? That's what we do, people.
3: I made the
0: t-shirt cry again. Oh, no. Absolutely. We have our a- website, which is anchor.fm slash blades. Again, anchor.fm slash blades, where for as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep the lights on. Or you can support the show more directly over at buymeacoffee.com slash author Jr. Hanley. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash author Jr. Hanley. Be sure to put in the comment section. That is for the podcast. And I will keep my co-hosts duly caffeinated. They will drink until their eyeballs pop out coffee beans. It will be glorious. I love coffee. No, I love coffee too. Speaking of supporting the show, links in the show notes, Coffee Brand Coffee. We're affiliates. We get a 10% uh, you get 10% discount when you use our code podcast grunts and we get a little bit of percentage. Don't ask me for the math on that. Cause I, I was a grunt for a reason and I wasn't one of those. It's, custom- math.
1: it's VA I, math.
0: Yeah. I, I wasn't one of those special high speed math grunts. Like I wasn't a sniper and I wasn't a mortars guy. I was just your average light infantry guy that sometimes played with a
1: scope. So I, I pick was, I- up heavy things. Then I move them for miles. Then I set them down for no reason.
0: <laughs> much. And, then, and then you carry so much weight You do the 45 lean forward 45 degrees and then when you get home And your back is broken and your knees are broken The VA says not service connected
1: It's a counterbalance for your rucksack So you don't tip over on the back end Like a turtle <laughs> <Tortle, tortle, tortle. laughs> oh, uh,
0: Anyway on that note Thank you uh, Terry for ringing in the end of season 4 With us and you too Miss Jenna S. Brown oh, yeah. oh, okay. pleasure we look forward to many more episodes with you in season four and beyond. Two and three and beyond. <laughs> with that being said, thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For my crazy co-host, I am J.R. Hamlin. this was the Blasters and Blades podcast. We'll be back next week at the same time where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture, cheesy jokes, and all things that go boom, razzle-dazzle. Booty-on. Tinsel. And that's the, that's the takeaway from season it's totally three. Tinsel. It's totally
3: tinsel. <laughs> Totally <laughs> tinsel. Totally oh. uh, bye, bye, <laughs> bye bye y'all. Bye bye y'all.